0: up guys thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast this is your host reed gilson got my buddy cj here with me today what's up man how you been doing
1: i've been doing great man how you been
0: doing good doing good i'm excited to have you on this week thought we'd talk a little ufc to start it out i know you're a big ufc fan uh talk about some of our favorite fighters who's who's your favorite right now
1: my favorite of the guys that have been in it for a while is John Jones. I know that's kind of everybody's stereotypical answer. I personally, I, I think he's the greatest of all time. Just, I mean, he's just the most well-rounded fighter of all time. And his only real loss is very controversial. It's not really a loss. But, Who was that too? Oh, uh, I can't remember his name, but it was pretty early on in his UFC career. But he did an illegal strike. I believe it was an elbow going like you you can't elbow straight up and down and uh, he did that in the middle of just destroying this dude like bad i mean he the ref was probably going to be stopping it pretty soon anyway and just one elbow was a little a little bit off of from the others and the ref stopped it and gave the other guy the win but he's he's probably my favorite of all time but there's the guy who's coming up in the UFC that i've been i've been watching him since he was wrestling in college his name is Bo Nickel I'm a wrestler and I just he was my favorite wrestler to watch while he was at Penn State and he's just crazy entertaining And he is the most like it's just shocking to watch him because he does not look like he should be able to do the things he can do and then he'll just go out there and murk dudes that are I mean just jacked up like bodybuilders and he so he just had his first UFC fight, uh, I believe it was just a couple months ago, and got the win in the first round. And I I have a feeling he's going to become my favorite, and possibly he might become the greatest of all time just with his credentials. You know.
0: Do you say he's a pretty big dude? He
1: he's not that big. No, I think I think he walks around around like one eighty five, one ninety, or something like that. Oh wow! If he's big, if he's bigger than that, I'd be surprised, but. He's he really just looks like an average guy, like he's in shape, but he's not like buff or anything, not like the other UFC guys that you see out there. They got like apex and shoulders, you know, touching their <laughs> earlobes and all that. But he's got to get you know, on the he, roids a
0: little bit, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. He needs that, but he'll go out there and then he'll just do whatever he wants with these guys that look like they should be able to dominate him. And it's it doesn't make sense, but it's so fun to watch. i
0: will be yeah. excited to see him get up there and just like take over the UFC. I think I think so. I mean, his
1: first fight in the UFC, he was on the main card with John Jones. I mean,
0: it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. Especially, yeah, John Jones, Big Ten wrestler, Penn State. Yeah,
1: that's and that's I, I don't care about Penn State for any other sport, but wrestling, I just love them. Their coach is Kale Sanderson. He's arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. And he ever since he's been there, I'm pretty sure they've won all but like one or two national titles since he's been their coach. Their team is just is year after year just insane. And when they don't win, they get like
0: second. Well, he knows what he's doing up there. I don't know what it is, but he's doing it. I don't know. They got.
1: I guess they have great feeder programs or something. I'm not sure.
0: Iowa is always the big Big Ten school. I always hear about in wrestling. I feel like yeah. a bunch of talent comes out of there. Oh yeah.
1: Iowa, Ohio is always up there. They're kind of Penn State's rival. They tend to be meeting with them in the finals a lot, um, yeah. especially in the last like five years or so. They've had a lot of guys like there's been a few brothers who've been on the team for a while. Uh, the Jordan brothers, that, their dad actually has a wrestling camp that I went to when I was in high school and they're just they're a huge wrestling family and they've helped Ohio State out a lot.
0: I had John Jones on my list of favorites, but I, I obviously don't watch UFC as too much, but I, I like to keep up with it a little bit, but I had John Jones and then uh, Dustin Poirier. I do you like oh, yeah. Dustin Poirier?
1: I like him. I wouldn't say he's like one of my favorites, but I respect the hell out. I mean, that dude is, he is incredible. I'm, I'm weird. I like a lot of the old school guys, which I know they may not, they may not meet up to today's standards, but like Royce Gracie, Royce Gracie is one of my favorites just because he kind of was the, I don't know if you want to say like the innovator or what, but he, in my opinion, he's one of the people that made jujitsu specifically Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, popular in America. And same thing. I guess, I guess I like the guys who kind of look like underdogs because he would go out there in the early, very early days of UFC. And he was nowhere near the size of these guys he was fighting and he'd be in there in a gi. Which they allowed back then, he would destroy these guys. The second they touched them, he would just wrap them up and be behind them and choking them out or making them tap. Whatever it was, just insane. It was so fun to watch.
0: Do you like it more when they get to the ground, or are you more like the punch it out type guy? I,
1: maybe it's because I was a wrestler. I, the punches and all that and the kicks—they're all fun to watch because that's where the blood comes from. You know, I mean, that's—I think we all have that caveman gene, and as a real like seeing that, but <laughs> but I. I don't know as much of that stuff. I know more of the ground stuff. So I guess that's what it's more entertaining for me. Cause I kind of, I know a little bit more what's going on. I definitely, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do any of it, but I at least know what they're doing.
0: <laughs> I've always just been a big fan of the knockouts and them almost like boxing in a way, because yeah. when they get to the ground, I feel like sometimes they could be on the ground a little too long. And I was like, all right, let's just, break it up get back up start from the top again i I don't come from a wrestling background so you you know a lot more what's going on than i do yeah
1: i can see that's why you like Poirier then because he's that dude's a brawler i mean he can definitely handle himself on the ground and he's proved that but on his feet he's just an animal so i I can see why he would be up there high on your list
0: then another guy this guy's debatable i can't remember what you said if you like this guy or not but do you do you like conor mcgregor
1: I don't I I don't he's kind of neutral to me. I mean, I don't I don't dislike him. I'm not obsessed with it. I'm not like on his bandwagon, I guess. I mean, definitely respect to the guy. He greatest businessman that's ever come through the UFC. I don't know how many millions he's worth now, but I mean it's just it's insane how much money that dude has found to make just using his personality and, and also his skill. Like he is incredible. As far as just fighters go, I wouldn't put him in my list. But overall entertainment, like on or in and out of the octagon, I guess he would be he would be up there, I guess, in my list. But just fighting in the octagon, I wouldn't necessarily put him in my list. No.
0: At first, I hated the guy. I hated Conor McGregor just because he came off as such a big douchebag. I was like, I cannot handle this dude. But then once I found out he was doing it all, it's all business tactics. I was like, "Good for you, man! You're smart. You're a lot smarter oh, yeah. than you."
1: <laughs> I think the guy that kind of—I uh, don't know if he laid the groundwork for Conor, but I don't know. He—he kind of was the Conor McGregor before Conor. He's up there for me too. Is Chael Sonnen? I don't know if you're familiar with him, but that dude was like yeah. the original trash talker in the UFC. He's kind of like a genius with his words, <laughs> just the, <laughs> the sayings or whatever that he would go out there and say before fights, after fights, as he's still wobbling from getting knocked out, he would have these crazy like speeches prepared. They were just so entertaining. And and I, for a while when I was younger, I didn't really like it because it felt like I was watching like WWE, which I was never into all this like fake wrestling stuff. And because he'd be out there like, you know, you You've I've got your number. And I'm gonna come after you. Blah blah blah. It just sound it sounded so fake. But as I got older, I realized like it was it was a marketing thing for him. Like he knew that he could do that trash talking as a way to entertain and get people to come in and watch. But whenever he was like out of the camera, the dude is like super respectful, very well spoken, super smart with his money. I've come to find out find out later like the guy was also he was a, an incredible businessman. He made his contracts in the UFC way better than all the other fighters. He got a lot more money out of the UFC than most guys who did better than him in the UFC. Yeah, he went on a podcast. um, I think he went on Flagrant uh, not too long ago, and he was talking about it. And that he is very knowledgeable.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of him. Was he in Conor McGregor's weight class, or was he a little bigger?
1: Especially at the beginning of his UFC career, Conor was very small. No, Chael was bigger at the end of the career, he fought or at, towards the end of his career, he fought John Jones once. It didn't go well for him, but he did fight him at 205. But I, I want to say he was around 185 during his like main streak in the UFC because he fought he fought Anderson Silva a couple times. He was
0: mm-hmm. he
1: was one of the guys and Anderson Silva's was prime that he had Anderson. It was it was like the first time that people thought Anderson was about to lose a fight. And then it was right at the end of the fight. I can't remember if it was a leg lock or a triangle choke or what, but Anderson got chill like right at the end of the fight and won it. Yeah. It was like, he had that opportunity. He was so close to taking down the champ. Cause that guy, he was like the greatest at that time.
0: I remember Anderson Silva. He was a dude who snapped his leg by kicking somebody. Wasn't he?
1: He was yeah, the first. That was one.
0: gross.
1: There's been a couple since then. It's every time I get like, I get cold chills seeing that.
0: Yeah.
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I I see a lot of weird things in my job and stuff that doesn't gross me out, but for some reason, the shin like that—that just—that gets me, it gives me like cold chills.
0: Just knowing it's snapped, but yet it doesn't even break the skin. It's like, oh, nah. yeah. And then most <laughs>
1: of them, they don't—they don't realize it's broken yet, and they'll like step down on it.
0: It's gross. Ugh. Just Didn't collapse that, on it.
1: Wasn't there? Wasn't it? Was it a Louisville basketball player that had that like not that long ago? Was it Kevin Ware or something?
0: Yeah, Kevin Ware back in uh, 2013 in the oh, tournament against Duke, he snapped his shin and it just split. And you could see his bone just sticking out. That was that was the grossest thing. That's the grossest injury I've ever seen on TV. It was nasty. <laughs> well,
1: because it was live, too, so they like they weren't able to stop it quick enough, right?
0: Oh, yeah, they, they couldn't stop it at all. They didn't do oh. any reruns of it, but I saw it live, and you could see just that white bone just – I was like, oh, (laughs) it was
1: bad. (laughs) So that's so nasty.
0: Going back to Conor McGregor, though, did you hear they're trying to get him to fight again against Michael Chandler?
1: Yeah, he uh, they're actually they started a new season of the ultimate fighter and they're coaching against each other, which I got to figure out how to watch that. because I'd love to see that season. So the rule is typically with the ultimate fighter, they coach against each other and the end goal is not only for the fighters that are competing or trying to get into the OC but typically the coaches at the end are going to fight each other kind of like the big build up you know the rivalry and all that and sometimes it's good rivalry sometimes it's not pretty but uh i mean like Chael Sonnen, for for instance one year he coached against wonderley silva and it was not not good there was a lot of bad blood there yeah the the thing with connor though cause he, he snapped his leg. Like we were just talking about with Anderson Silva against Poirier and while he was recovering, I mean, you can't, you can't blame the guy, especially with his money and all that. I mean, he was on all sorts of gear. I mean, that dude was on probably every type of testosterone and steroid you can think of. That's fine when you're not competing, but for the UFC, they have like one of the strictest drug testing uh, companies. I think it's USADA that they use and, They're super strenuous with them, and I think it's – I want to say he has to be in the USADA testing pool for six months before he's allowed to fight. So as long as he stays clean from all those, like, the PEDs for the next six months while USADA is doing their random testing with him, he'll be able to fight Chandler at the end of
0: the season is the plan, I think. Because it's been a while since he's fought last, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's been since the Poirier fight where he broke his yeah. leg and was still sitting on the ground trash talking him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was yelling about his wife being in his DMs as he's sitting there holding his snapped leg.
0: He just doesn't know when to be quiet. He doesn't.
1: <laughs> but that that's where it's entertaining. If him and Michael Chandler fight, I don't know how much you know about that guy. He is super entertaining. I mean, he's a he's a wrestler at heart. Like that's where his background is. And he could fight. In that style, if he wanted to do, if he wanted to perform his best, but he actually chooses to kind of change his fight style to be more entertaining for people, kind of like what you were saying, how you you prefer to see them on their feet. Well, he he goes against what his natural drive is, and he'll stay on his feet and just do some brawls with people. I mean, just taking punches, putting them back. I mean, it's insane. I mean. He likes to be in all out brawls with guys and I, it's going to be pretty interesting him and Connor. Cause it's a weird matchup. I don't, I really, I don't know. I, if they fight, I really don't know how it's going to go. Cause Connor is freaky on his feet, but Chandler is just, if you look him up, that dude is an animal in the last few years. I think Michael Chandler has been one of the more entertaining guys to watch. Just because, yeah. like I said, he goes out there. He doesn't care about his well-being. He goes out there saying, all right, let's brawl.
0: Well, if they end up doing that fight, we got to get together and watch it. I, I would love that. That's uh, Yeah, it would be fun. Mm-hmm. No, I think Michael – I think you're right. Michael Chandler, I think he could – because Conor McGregor being out for so long, I think that would affect him big time. And then with Michael Chandler just being a hoss like he is, mm-hmm. yeah. I think could be dangerous. Yeah, and that's where, like – like I said, if Chandler decides to say, all right,
1: I'm going to go for what the people want to see and he stays on his feet and fights that way, I think it's a toss up. But if Chandler, if he wants to just say, I, I, I don't care you know how entertaining it is, I want to just win this fight. I think he could take uh, Connor to the ground and do absolutely whatever he wants to him because he is an animal on the ground and he, he just doesn't. He doesn't really utilize that part of it because, like I said, he's just more worried about the entertainment side of it. That's why oh, I was looking
0: man. at the list, the top five uh, rankings, pound for pound. And a lot of the guys are like lightweights or featherweight people.
1: Is uh, Is Demetrius Johnson on that list you looked up?
0: Not in the top five. I think he was in the top 15, but he wasn't in the top five. John Jones, number one. Alexander Volkanovsky. Then Islam...
1: Ibrahimovic. I-
0: Yeah, and then Leon (laughs) Edwards, and then Mm -hmm. Israel Adonise.
1: Oh, Israel Adesanya?
0: Yeah, Adesanya, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I recognize Israel Adesanya. I feel like I've watched him fight before, and he's pretty tough.
1: Yeah, those guys, That's see, that's where I'm not as good. I still keep up with the UFC, but there's a lot of these newer fighters that I just, I'm not, I haven't. Watched enough of them, like Leon Edwards. I don't, I don't know enough about him. He very well might be up there on that list, but I just, I haven't put enough time into watching him. I can't really say my opinion on him because I don't know. Israel, I think, is really good. I wouldn't put him in my top five, but I, I also just like I said, I like the old school guys because I think they were more of like they're more characters, like Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, like all them. Like uh GSP, I loved him. He was really fun to watch. There's There's a lot of people that try to argue that he is one of, if not the greatest of all time. I don't know if you watched him at all. George, George St. Pierre.
0: I've seen him once. I've seen him once before and yeah, he's pretty, he's, he's pretty good.
1: Oh yeah. He very good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think he's the greatest of all time, but I think he is one of the greatest of all time, but. I don't know. I just I like the old school guys because they were just more fun. Yeah, the new guys, this is like I, this is a bad argument on my part because it makes sense these new guys like this is their life. You know, it's their career, whereas the old old school guys, it was more like a hobby for them. Like It was fun. And I think that's why there was like a different vibe to the UFC then. And I don't know. I just I still love it because I, anytime I hear John Jones is going to be fighting, I I'll pay whatever and I'll watch him fight. Especially if it's not going to happen, but if they could get Francis and Ghana to come back, I would love to watch them fight. That would be one of the hardest hitters of all time, e- even including boxing. Like he's just one of the hard- hardest hitters ever. If him and John can get in the octagon together, that would be insane.
0: <laughs> so you can be watching the. Uh, I was looking up the upcoming fight. I said UFC 290 and UFC 291 are coming up. 291's got. Poirier and, uh, Justin, Justin Gaethje.
1: Gaethje.
0: Gaeth- Gaeth- yeah. yeah. They're fighting in 291 at the end of July. It's supposed to be their second round.
1: Yeah. That'll be fun. Gaethje. He's, he's a crazy one to watch. Cause he's kind of like how I was describing, uh, Michael Chandler, like that dude, he doesn't care to get punched hard and get blood dripping out of his face. Like, uh, he, whenever he fights, it's, it's almost <laughs> like he's just, He's not trying to win. He's trying to hurt the other guy. I've seen a lot of fighters talk about how they think uh, that Gaethje has, like, the worst leg kicks they've ever felt. Something about, like, how he kicks these guys is just something special. And so that one, I may if I can't watch it live, I'll definitely be watching it the next day just to see because that would be a really, really entertaining fight. What's yeah. the What's the main card on 290?
0: 290 is Alexander Volkanovsky and Yair Rodriguez.
1: Okay. See, yeah. that'll be a good one, but I just, that's another one that I just don't know those guys well enough. I'm sure that would be an amazing fight to watch. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm out of touch, I guess.
0: That's why I wasn't really familiar with Yair Rodriguez, but they said it's the featherweight title. So, I mean, it should be a pretty big fight. But yeah,
1: Vol- Volkanovsky has been making a lot of waves. I mean, he's a he's a freak of nature the little bit I know about him. He'll probably be the champ for a while from from how it sounds, but yeah, I need to I need to give him a little more respect and put a little more time into watching him, I think.
0: I'm getting into it more. I like it.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I just, that's that's where I'm different than y'all. I don't watch like I don't watch baseball or basketball or even like football much, but UFC and college wrestling, those are like the only sports that I actually seem to actively keep up with. Even a little bit.
0: I like it all, man. I try to get into everything as much as I can watch. I'll even do golf a little. It's good nap time. Turn on yeah. some golf and I'll just nap through it.
1: Well, I just like yeah. being the caddy at golf. You remember that?
0: I got that video on my page.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should have just ran you over. That would have been nutty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's why I thought you were gonna do it first, but then you just ran right past me. It's like, oh shit. That was awesome. Hey, I'll still hire use my caddy any day. Deal. <laughs> Deal. best caddy best caddy there is <laughs> so your dream fight if you I know we're we kind of already talked about a couple big fights that you want to see so if you could pick your two dream people who'd you want to go see
1: oh, man um the one that pops into my mind I don't actually think that it would be a good fight but just because of the sheer talent on one side and the how scary looking the other guy is i I think seeing john jones versus brock lesnar would be crazy entertaining i also think it would last about 30 seconds because i think john would just destroy him even in brock's prime (laughs) uh as as crazy as brock lesnar and i as as crazy as he is i just don't think he matches up to john jones's technique or, or anything but just as far as like kind of entertainment, that might be my pick. Just I don't know, something about it makes me makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Brock Lesnar is just that big old white dude and just oh, yeah. stacked. I mean, he's just like a he's like a brick, just massive. Oh, yeah. He's and... like
1: the closest thing I think we have to a silverback gorilla in human form.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just rip the hair off.
1: And there you go. <laughs> Seriously. He is a terrifying human being. And he doesn't like, he, he's kind of out of the limelight whenever he's off, like not fighting, whether it's UFC or WWE, he's got like a farm somewhere that he just hides on. And he throws hay. Like he's probably juiced to the gills, but like, I mean, he's just out there throwing hay, driving a tractor around and doing whatever, eating corn for a living. And then goes out there and fights and it's, he's just not normal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know a lot of the fights are in Vegas and I was in Vegas two weeks ago. Saw the Saturday before we went, they had a UFC fight night there. I was like, Oh, that would have been cool to see. It wasn't any big names or anything, but I was like, still, that would have been cool to go to T-Mobile arena. And
1: it's, I've heard it is an experience. It's not cheap from what I heard too. Like you gotta, you gotta pay a pretty penny, but uh yeah, I've heard it. It's just insane. The The vibe that's going on in there is just fun. <laughs> and yeah. just drink drinks going around. I'm sure there's some hot dogs for you to slam down to. Uh, it would be so fun.
0: I wish it could have lined up, but no. We ended up nothing going on that weekend besides some hockey, but they were even playing the hockey games away. So I was like, shit. So we just, went, we just picked the wrong week to go to Vegas, but it was still a good time. <laughs> I'm, I've never been
1: out there. Me and Devin were just talking about that. We want to try to make a trip out, out there sometime. just I don't know, everybody who goes seems to think it's awesome. So I, I think we need to try it out.
0: I think it's one of those places it is what you make it. Like you can either have a good experience or bad experiences kind of just depends on how you do it. We have always we've been twice now and we've always had a good time. We just pop in different places and but it is what you make it. To me, it, it's almost like an adult Disney World there's so much you can do besides gamble. And that's what people don't realize is there's like a s- bunch of shows, bunch of great restaurants, bunch of cool sightseeing stuff. So it's, it, it's neat. You guys should definitely do it.
1: I do hear about the food a lot. Just how you can go from, you know, in a hundred feet, you can get like the best steak you ever had to a great burger to seafood, to whatever. Right. Just, it's all like right there.
0: And if you're a Gordon Ramsay fan, he's got probably 20 restaurants there. It's nuts. He's got nice. one like every corner. It's crazy. I feel like everywhere I went, it was like Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay. And it's like, golly. I wouldn't mind
1: trying that. I love. I like watching his shows and stuff. He's entertaining, so I, I wouldn't mind trying his food. We uh, we went out west uh like two years ago, and we went to Arizona. We stayed in Scottsdale, and we ended up driving to the Grand Canyon one day. And- uh, seen a bunch of different things, and while we were out there, we tried In and Out. Yeah, you like it, I, dude? I still think that's the best burger
0: I've ever had. Are you serious? I loved it. See, to me, I guess I don't know. Maybe I'll have to try it again. They have In and Outs in Vegas, and that's what our, that's the only place I've had it. So I went to really? In and Out Burger, and to me, it was just like Steak and Shake. It wasn't anything like it was. It was a good burger, but it didn't like blow my socks off or anything, you know?
1: Oh, uh, it, to me, it was like, that's what a burger should be. And like yeah. how, you know, there's like McDonald's that you'll see and their their picture, their ads for the burger looks all beautiful. And then when you get it, it looks like crap. Well, in and out, I feel like it looked like their pictures and their ads. It was, it was awesome. I loved yeah. it.
0: Well, how do you eat your burger though? Do you put everything on it or what do you put on it?
1: I'll eat everything besides pickles. I hate pickles.
0: Oh, dude, you gotta some pickles on it, man. Pickles no. are the best. <laughs> no, no.
1: I I don't know what it is about them. I just I've never liked them. Even today, we grilled burgers today, and I I I was I kept it pretty simple today.
0: It was fun talking some UFC with you. So I appreciate you hopping on this week, man. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It's been great. And I know me and you, we don't get it's a talk as much as we used to, but if we uh, if we can even hang out over like this and have some cool conversations, I'm down to do that, man.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. If you could, please rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. We're on all four of the major podcasting apps now, so check us out. Really appreciate rating and following If you could also, check out our social media pages. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. It's at SupGuysPodcast. That's at S-U-P Guys Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Hope everyone has a great rest of their week and a great weekend. See you guys.